I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm second to no one. I believe that I'm someone. You must be out of your head to say the things you said. Good evening, Rebel. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 27 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Kind of week you had, mate. Fantastic. A great week. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday beating Leeds. Great result. And uh, as you know, I mean, I've been picking Wednesday every week. I, th- I just thought I've got to stop letting me out to rule my head. And I've got to get further in front of you. You are. But now. I did think Leeds would beat us because I think they, they are a very, very good team. But at the same time, I did say I hope we beat them. Uh, so the great result on Saturday uh, was beating Leeds. And uh, I'm becoming a, a little bit of a Birmingham fan and a Birmingham winning on Saturday uh, to please you. So two great results for us. You'd have been great if you'd have been a Blues fan in the early uh, early 80s or late 70s. You could have come and played with us, with Alan Hudson. I'm only, I'll only ever be one fan, and that's Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> I know, but what a player you'd have been for Birmingham City <laughs> in the early 80s. Terry Curran and Alan Hudson in a Birmingham City kit. I tell you, we would, no, no way would we have ever feared relegation. Only good cup runs possibility of cup wins and getting very high up that first division well I played with two teams but both went on to win the league but exactly. at the same time I had uh, two really bad injuries Yeah. so uh, I've always played in teams what's been or had some type of success and that's including Southampton we went to Wembley Sheffield Wednesday we got promotion Doncaster the Royce applying for re-elections uh, before I signed for them we never applied for re-election while I was playing for them. Um, Sunderland, well, when I got there, they were all having a bit of a bad time and yeah. my mind weren't really uh, on it to play for Sunderland, especially with many me and my dad, obviously, were dying of cancer. So all the teams I've, I've been with have all had some form of success. But in terms of the two teams that you played for there that went on to, I win the, uh, the league and then in Forrest's case, the uh, the European Cup, and in Everton's yep. case, won the league and went on and win the, uh, the Cup European, Winners' Cup. Yeah, Cup Winners' Cup, yeah. And would have gone on, had we not been banned from Europe, to go on and win the European Cup because Everton Football Club were that good. The, the thing with Birmingham City, we didn't have that many brilliant players that would have played alongside you and Alan, but you would have made a huge difference to us. <laughs> You're just hoping now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Only if we could turn. And we had Frank as well in them days. We Listen, would I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how crazy I am. Right? <laughs> I mean, I should have played first division all, all, all my career. Yeah, you should have for England. And, pe- and people, people say to me, uh, well, a lot of it, many but did. He said, he said, I only went down there to be a big fish in a small pond. That, that was a load of rubbish. Yeah. I went there to get Sheffield Wednesday into the, into the uh, old first division. Um, and really, we should have done it. If yeah. Jack had bought the three players uh, I told him to buy, we'd have gone up. Because the follow when I, when I left, Jack stayed for another season, and he got he got him to the semi final of the FA Cup, 
I think they got beat by Brighton, didn't they? I think Can't remember Brighton. if I'm honest. I think it was Brighton what beat them, and um, and then he left after that end of that season. And who comes in? Is Howard Wilkinson? He buys three players: a goalkeeper, a centre back, and a centre forward. And I tell Jack three. And I, and I know Lions. He wanted to come to Sheffield Wednesday, and I knew uh, Lodge wanted to come to Sheffield Wednesday. It would have been, you know, they, they said they'd be great moves for them. And uh, Wilkinson bought two of them, and I think he bought Chapman or Verardi, one of them. Yeah. And they got promoted. They got promoted. And if Jackie had done that, you know, I'd have accomplished what I set out to to do. But um, it wasn't to be. And really, I, I missed out of three seasons and not playing in the old first division. And then I missed two seasons with two really bad injuries in one sense. But isn't football just a case of if onlys and fine margins? And you know, sometimes if people did listen to others and did what they what they said or what they thought was needed, then you know, you, you'd have got there quicker than what you did if you didn't listen. Well, I, I understand. I mean, yeah. some managers will listen to certain people, but yeah. maybe I went about it the wrong way. I mean, but at the end of the day, I look at my career and I play with some absolutely fabulous, fabulous footballers. Yeah. You know, and some of them were in awe of me yeah. when I was playing with them. And when, and when I talk about fabulous footballers, I mean, Derby County, Charlie George, Roy McFarlane, Don Masson, uh, Colin Todd, Bruce Riock, David Langan, David Nish, uh, Buckley, and then Forrest, you know, Ian Boyer, Robbo, Martin O'Neill, Woodcock, with uh, Lloyd, uh, Viv Anderson, John McGovern, Everton, Sheets, Kevin Sheedy, uh, Andy Gray, uh, Ke- uh, Sharpie, Graham Sharp, Peter Reid, Bracewell, uh, Pat Van Denel, John Bailey, the greatest goalkeeper I ever played with, uh, Neville Southall, uh, Gary Stevens, Trevor Stevens. So I played with some great, great players. Just had a bit of uh, silly, let me out, roll my head, and went to play for Sheffield Wednesday in the third division and, and, and getting two, two bad injuries. But no doubt if I'd have put my mind to it and, 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 and stopped it, because I really started to play well at Southampton like I would at Forest. But I, but I made up my mind to go and play for Sheffield Wednesday. And, I mean, sometimes it works for you and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, it worked out that uh, I helped get Sheffield Wednesday back out of the doldrum, which they'd been in for for a few years. And uh, they can never take that type of thing away from me. And missed out one of the greatest players that we've ever had, Alan Ball, you mate at Southampton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Bawley. Yeah. Well, Bawley, Phil Boyer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Tim well, Douglas, Stevie Williams, Tim 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 players Tim 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 when the, the managers like Cluffy said, you know, my name would have been in bright lights yeah. if I'd have been playing at Man United or Derby County. So Stevie Coppola and, and Gordon Hill are, uh, are playing well this season, but if Kevin had been at um, Old Trafford, at Manchester United or Derby County, his name would have been in bright lights. Yeah. Norman Hunter, Duncan McKenzie, all these players that I played against, they've all come to me and told me what a player I was. So yeah. I'll take that. If I didn't win a champ, well, I did win a championship because I got enough games in in under uh, Everton but if I never won anything else in football you, when you get great players tell you that you're a great player that, that, that'll do me in football 
and also the fans as well too. See, the fans never oh. never forget great players, and uh, almost daily we have uh, supporters coming on, whether it be your official Facebook page or on the Current View, which is our, our group for our, our podcast. People saying. Terry Curran, one of my favourite players. Terry Curran, one of the greatest players I've ever seen fo- play football. And you were from all football clubs as well. That is too. Well, there was one put on from the uh, on the eighties sites. Whoever runs that eighties site, and uh, there was an article from a Chelsea and a West Ham yeah. fans, and you know when they said they they, they hated to see my name on a team sheet when we played at Stamford Bridge and at uh, Upton Park. So I mean, when you read that, it, you know it gives you great satisfaction. Even that, well, I know the, the fans used to give me a lot of stick, but I know why they gave me a lot of stick. But afterwards, you know, they'd come for my autograph and they'd say to me, you know, it was a great uh, pleasure watching you play today. And that Chelsea player, by the way, on the last week's podcast was uh, was John Bumstead. That you is that what he said? Backside? No, yeah. is it? It was the one who put you put on the backside. Yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John Bumstead. Yeah. yeah, but I, I thought it was... When you look at it, it looks a bit like Ray Wilkins. Yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm getting old. Um, but I think somebody, I think Gordon, uh, a friend of mine on my Facebook, yeah. uh, corrected me because I said it was Wilkins, Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins, and uh, he said, no, it's not. It's John, John, Bums, John Bumstead. So uh, you're both right. So... Let's start on our magic moments, which we usually do. And I do want to go back to one of your former players shortly as well, young Charlie, because there's a, there's, there's a gig coming up soon in February. So we're going to tell all our listeners about that, because Charlie, one of the greatest players that's ever played football. But magic moments, what have you sourced for us this week? Well, people get sick of me. and I'm not, a, like I say, I'm not a man. I'm, you know, I'm not obsessed with Guardiola, but... The magic moment, I'm going to go for um, Mares uh, for his goal. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a superb goal. I, I would have been pleased at that mm. myself. Uh, but the goal of the week, I'm going to put all three of uh, Aguero's. Not because they were great goals, but the guy has been a, a phenomenon in, in the Premier League since he's, since he signed for Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And scoring the uh, attic on uh, Sunday against uh, Aston Villa to take him to the leading uh, goal scorer of foreign players in the Premier League. Uh, I, you know, I've got to give him, personally, I've got to give him the honour of, uh, of being, and I would say, the best foreign player or the best striker yeah, you know, to 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 play in the Premier League, and we've had some great players like Henri, but Aguero's a different type of player. He's a he's a fox in the box, and uh, what Guardiola's done with him has got him to work that little bit harder to press and uh, put people under pressure. But uh, he didn't sulk; he he got on with it. I mean, Joe Hart. When you look at Joe Hart, good goal. I always thought Joe Hart was a good goalkeeper, but uh, Guardiola realised that he couldn't kick. Uh, all he wanted was kick the ball upfield or launch the ball upfield. He wanted to play out from the back. He didn't want to nuttle down and work at it, uh, whereas Aguero did. And, you know, to finish up the leading goal scorer, we've had some great goal scorers in this country. And I'm not, he's not the Premier leading goal scorer, Alan Shearer. But for a foreign player uh, to, to score that many goals uh, is, a, is a terrific, terrific uh, honour for him and uh, for his country. Absolutely. And I was witness to all three of those goals and all six Manchester City goals because I was sitting next to our time at Villa Park watching it. And as soon as as soon as soon Aguero, you, you could tell when he connected with that ball on, on all shots, I knew it was in the back of the net. 
I mean, that fifth one when he got us, it's a goal. Number five. Here's number five. City are just different class, and it's a joy to watch Manchester City when they're on form like they were on form. No disrespect to any other player. Yeah. Ever. But, you know, I watched that game, and I looked at um, Grealish. He never looked out of place, and they got beat 6-0. Exactly. He never looked out of place. He's so complete. What did I say to you? Yeah. It was so. I know you ran, you know, go on and on. Not, not go on and on about him, but you know, you keep pushing him and pushing him. You know, we only met through, obviously, this Facebook, and you asking me yeah. to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, but I've been just like you. I've been saying to my son, "This kid can play." Yeah. You know, and people say, "Well, why did that?" Listen, they played him out on left, whereas your best players, you play him in your best position. How good do you think? he would be in a Manchester City or a Liverpool team? Well, one of your former uh, teammates, Andy Gray, he was um, doing the commentary. I think he does, he, is it via Dubai these days? With yes, Richard yes, Keys. yes. And Reedy yeah. was on there as well. And Andy Gray said, and I think I've loaded it on the Current View group. It's certainly on my Facebook page. I haven't seen it yet. So... Yeah. And Andy says, let me tell you, he's better than anything that Liverpool have got in midfield. He would get into any midfield in the top four. He'd get into the Manchester City. He would get into any team because Grealish is that good. And I wholeheartedly agree with Andy Gray. I think that Jack Grealish is the greatest English midfield player in this country. And in my opinion, the best since Gaza. And that Gaza was the best since Alan Hudson. Listen, you're not wrong. You know, we listen, I've always argued, we've always had, always had, uh, the players. Yeah. Capello won everything yeah. in football. Made a mess of it when he came to, with the national team. He, he was as bad as God as uh, Graham Taylor and rest of them. You know, we've had good players. Even the fans were criticising Sterling uh, when he was playing yeah. for England. And I was, uh, when I was one in the club, what I kept saying to everybody, listen, he can buy, he can't cross the ball, he can't. He was 21, 22. Yeah. You've got to give him time. You know, he'd it, it, gone for a lot of money. All right, at the end of the day, he's not paying that kind of money. But is that pressure on certain players uh, to be able to perform? And no doubt, Guardiola has helped him. But the kid is a natural talent. Yeah. A lot of people couldn't see it. They all used to criticise him. A lot of fans used to criticise him. Yeah, he no. couldn't do this, he can't cross the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because they are going to do things what other people can't do. Jack Grealish can do things what Madison, uh, Mount, uh, lost his cheek. He, he can do things that the other one can't. You know, you know what that is? His confidence to go past people in midfield. Exactly. His confidence to go past, and he goes past with so ease. The problem is, when he loses it, I just, I don't chuckle, but I cringe because I think to myself, yep. I know what they're going to turn around and say. Yep. But if you've got players, if you, well, no, you don't need players. What you need is a right manager. Mm. Because that what you've got to say to your players is this. Look, we want Jack. Jack can be a, Jack can be a, a match winner for us. We want him to try and beat people. Why? Because we want him to pull people out of position. We want people to come off of other people. So they're going to have to come and close him down. And if he can go past one, maybe two, you know, not necessarily have to go past them. But he, but it, but if he does that, it's yeah. creating it's creating space for the people, yeah. you know. And it, once they come, he either wants to go past them or he can play that ball and he can play that killer ball. You know, uh, I'm telling you, one of the problems with him is his socks down. Yep. And that's what they're going to look at him, is a maverick, because it has to be perfect for the national team and the elite 
people what run that uh, England setup. And if you don't fall into that way of thinking, then you'll not get in. But on the on the radio today, I've heard that uh, Southgate is going to put uh, Grealish in his squad for his next uh, game. Let's hope he does. Let's hope he uh, he picks him. And then I don't have to hope that uh, Jack Grealish plays well because I know in my own mind. If he don't play well, he will cause the opposition problems because they're always fearful of a player what can do something out of the uh, extraordinary. I'm with you. I think that Jack could play for any team in the world and any international team as well. I By the way, one or two, well sorry for interrupting you, but one or two people laughed at me when I said he could play uh, one, one, early on in the season. Yeah. I said he could walk into Manchester City team. Yeah. And somebody said, one or two fans pundits put back on me, what? In front of David Sil- uh, David Silver, I didn't say that. I said Jack Grealish could walk into any into any team and he could play Manchester City's team. Yep. I didn't say he could take David Silver's place, but he could walk into that team and play in that team yep. and not look out of place one iota. Hundred percent. And if you look at a lot of the the uh, the feedback that I've had from my uh, Facebook postings about Jack Grealish, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had to block them. <laughs> Because it got embarrassing. Birmingham City fans wanting to. Well, one thing I, one thing I can't, I can't blame. Um, I, I can't blame the fans. I mean, you have to take the blame for that because I mean, yes, I'm like you, are, but I don't go and push on that Sheffield United at top at, uh, yeah. you know, uh, top five in champ in Premier League. I don't keep going on about it, even though they are playing well, you know, because I, I don't. Not want them not to do well, but at the same time, I don't want them. I don't want them to be above us. But you, you don't seem to care. Think well, <laughs> no, you know, it's the greatest yeah. thing since sliced bread. I can, I, yeah. can, I can just see some of them really hardcore Birmingham fans sat at house throwing uh, the bottle of beer at the wall when when you keep going on Patrick Village and thinking, I wish this were Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's. Um, I think. I think I'm a marked man. I think that I'd probably put 3,000 on the gate if I went St Andrews. <laughs> but no, uh, great result for Birmingham and, and Jack's a plus for Aston Villa, isn't it? Absolutely. My magic moments, uh, the uh, Rochdale goal, not obviously because they've just played Newcastle and got beat. I yeah. want to talk briefly about that. But that goal, Rochdale play some great football. And I have posted that up on the, uh, the Current View group. And when they played Newcastle, I've heard some pundits say, why do they go and play Newcastle and try and play the passing game? And I'm thinking... Are you lot for real? That's how Rochdale play football. Why would they then play Newcastle, park a bus and play a game that's alien to them? They play football and sometimes they're not going to get the result. But that's the way to play football, in my well, opinion. Well, a couple of ex-players uh, commented on uh, or, or wrote up on my wall and one of them wrote on his wall and I and, and I made a comment. John Burridge, the goalkeeper, played with Wolves and, and Villa and obviously other teams, Crystal Palace, yep. Blackpool and and Peter Hooker, ex-Queen's uh, Park Rangers. And they were saying the same thing. Why would... Well, I'll tell you a reason why. It ain't, Gabby, what I'm trying to say to people is this. There is, there is more than one way to play football, yeah, and I get that. Yeah. Manchester City and Liverpool are two totally different types of football. But they've both got similar uh, mannerisms out of the play because yeah. they keep it down. 
Yep. Right? And they do they do play <laughs> play out. Whereas Liverpool occasionally will get rid of it. Yep. Whereas Manchester City constantly try to play out from the back. Yep. Now Rochdale, when they played uh, Newcastle, I admire them so much. And the problem with playing out from the back is it's it's not that he's playing. There's three things what happens with playing out from the back, right? It's passing. Yep. Right. Decision making. Yep. So if you're not if you don't make if you're not accurate with your passing, yep. you're going to put your you, you, you play your passing the ball to, right? If you don't make the right decision, knowing that the player uh, could could be fouled or he could it could it could lose the ball, right? Because and the other players around them should be making angles that they've not only got one option, exactly. they've got to have two or three four options yep. to be able to pass it to. And the tempo of it when they're playing out from the back. Yeah. And them's the four things what causes a problem. Because, and what they're saying to me, oh, there's more goals, no, they're in. There is more goals conceded by people just booting the ball upfield just to get it away. Yeah. yeah. Just panicking. And listen, I understand some clubs because a lot of fans want it clear. You, you go watch Sunday League football. Go watch kids play football in the academies. And even the parents are shouting, get the ball away, get the ball away. Because mm-hmm. they panic. And them's the four things, right? Passing, decision-making, and other players not making angles and a tempo. Get that right, and you'll not go far wrong, because the only team that's ever won major trophies are passed out from the back. That's from in the early 60s with Tottenham and all them, yep, through to sure. Manchester United, yep. the Chelsea's of, of old Hudson's and uh, Osgood's and McCreary's and Ausman's and, you know... All of them. And then up to Barcelona's, your Real Madrid's, your Bayern Munich. Listen, they don't get the ball and boot it away. And the, but what you get then is the pundits the, the, the come back at me and say, well, they haven't got the players, they haven't got the money. What Rochdale is doing, they're it, it, trying to do it. Now, I'll tell you what, what will benefit that will be the manager. Yep. Because owners of football clubs will look at that and think, yeah, with better players, he knows how to coach his kid. Right? Because all these other ones what get the ball and just boot it upfield and try and organise it. How long do they last at big clubs? How long? But they can't. They don't can't. last they don't they last and, and, no. and all the, and all you get from them, well, we don't have the money. So we can only play the way with what the players have got. Yeah, coach them. I want to remind everybody what's what listens to this. I want to remind everybody. Who signs those players? Yep. Whose philosophy is it to play? Klopp's philosophy to play his way, Guardiola's philosophy to play his way, right? And Graham Taylor and Al Wilkinson, their way, will get the ball upfield, get away from our goal. And that's their philosophy. Yeah. So what they do, they're making excuses. We don't have money uh, and we don't have the players, so we have to play that way. Well, don't sign, don't, when you sign players, don't sign players. Yep. But, but play that way. Because that's what the problem is. Yep. And we played, we played like the Continentals did. We play, listen, Barcelona. We played, we played better football than what Barcelona did. It was only that Cruyff changed it because the Spanish football, there were always the nearly men. What used to kick everybody up in air. Yeah, there were, once yeah. they started yeah, 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 to play, once yeah. they started to play football, right? The Brazilians were fantastic football, right? And the Argentinians, great players, but they were dirty, just like the Spanish. Really, can you remember? Uh, what was the kid what got sent? Ratting. Ratting. Mm. What got sent off? Um, you know, great player in. Mm. You know, and, and, and all they used to do were kick people and kick, but they technically were good. 
Yeah. And until the, until like, like uh, Minotti was it Minotti what came in, and then obviously they got Maradona, which was a bit special. They went on and started playing football and won a World Cup. Yeah. Spain went and won a World Cup, right? Because what did they used to do? They used to lock up the shop and be, make it very difficult for teams or kick people off off the pitch. But once they started to play football, you know, boom. But here. This is what we do in England. I think exactly what we do. We've, if somebody plays a, a philosophy and we want to copy it, but what happens is, right, that philosophy, like a Guardiola, he's always looking to improve his philosophy. So by the time we catch up to that, uh, his philosophy, he's moved on to another way of playing. Yeah, yes. You know, we just, we just listen, go on a motorway and everybody's sat in a queue. Go to in the shop. Is that, this is what's inside of me and my casual. I'll come on inside to go up to the roundabout. I said, what are you doing that for? I said, because they're all waiting there and all I'm going to do is go back round roundabout to come back on myself and I beat the queue. Yep. I, it just baffles me, this country. It just baffles me. All they want to do is criticise and I'm not criticising Sam Allardyce and all them. I don't like the way how they play football. It's up to them how they play football. It's exactly. When I write about it, I'm saying is, you will never win major trophies playing that way. I didn't say that they shouldn't be playing it. That's up to them whether they play it. I'm saying the best way to play football, the best way to, to win trophies is going it down, play with the tempo, pressing uh, pressing the opposition. Why would you want the opposition to play to, to, to pass the ball? They'll kill you if you allow them to pass the ball, exactly. and that's what half the teams do. They just drop off. Yep. They just drop yep. off, and then will come at them, and then the fouling, get a penalty or just something, a free kick. and you know Everything works against, against you when you're doing that type of thing. 100%. If only you were the manager and the coach of the national team, TC, I'd have a lot more faith in us winning the Euros. My second one was going to be uh, Almiron's goal for, for Newcastle. Oh, and can't I, stop scoring now, can no, I? I know. Please, please. And I, I love the, um, the the touch from Gale where he'd, he'd got the ball in oh, there and, he took, yeah. and he, it was, I mean, it wasn't a back flick, but he was just literally off balance. A couple of studs and he just rolled it back and Almiron just whacked it in the top corner. Superb, but 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 I watched um, the highlights. Country. Exactly, you know me. Well, you, you, yep. You've got but my the, number. There were two. There were two. There were two incidents on that. Yeah. There were two little flicks which were brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you because it's your magic moment. So go on. <laughs> but it was the it was the two sublime passes by Callum O'Hare yeah. that laid on the two goals. And I just thought, when you look at the art of a midfield player or, a, or an inside forward that drops into that hole, receives the ball, looks, sees early, the runner of the forward, and he just puts it on a plate and goal scoring looks so easy when you've got a ball like that. Well, I'm, what I'm going to say to you, because I don't want to, I don't want to put you, when I ask you questions, I'm putting you on the spot. Yep. You know, what I'm trying to say is, What's helping him is the manager. He yes. wants to play football. Exactly. So he's allowing him to do it and yes. he's encouraging him. And, and what he'd be saying to him, look, you've got to be careful that we don't make mistakes, but I don't want you stopping it. You've got to keep doing it. Yeah. But you've got to be right with decision making. You've got to be right with your passing. And not only will you be here, you'll go and play at the higher level. Keep trying it. I'm going to give you the encouragement, but make sure you're making the right decisions yeah. when you play that ball. And you know and you can't beat they can't beat that if you've got to manage what, what what gives you that encouragement. Absolutely. Do you know where he's on loan from? Go on. Aston Villa. <laughs> he's, he's, well, on, he's on loan from the villa and Coventry are playing Birmingham City 
as the home team, Birmingham are going to be in the away end, and you just know what happens next, don't you? <laughs> Without watching Question of Sport, you know what comes the only next. Way, the only way that lad can have any protection, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot, do you know what way that lad can have some protection? Go on. Is by you going to match. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be getting on to you and not him. <laughs> oh, dude. But only, only at Birmingham could you have the home team in the away end and being shafted by another Villa supporter. The other thing I want to go on about the Newcastle, uh, the, the Vichalson, the, the kid who yes. scored his first goal, he, he hadn't scored a goal in 20 games. I quite like him. A lot of people don't like him. I quite like him in a better team. Uh, I thought he did terrific down at uh, White Hart Lane, you know. Uh, but obviously, he hasn't scored goals and things might not have fell for him. But so pleased that Bruce has stuck by him. And you've got to give these, especially coming in from, from abroad, you know, you can you can tell whether they can play. Bruce knows he can play. It's just things have not dropped right for him. Yeah. And he's, he's persevered with him. And it's maybe now, I mean, uh, He'll, he'll get three on top just like the other boy and then it may, it'll go from strength to strength So, and I hope it does because I have a soft spot for Newcastle you know they're a, they're a team what have tremendous fans uh, home and away uh, and they haven't had much to shout for over the, well since the early 60s and 50s but uh, let's hope that uh, Bruce can uh, get them on the right lines and then that uh, once you once you start to get on the right lines and, and start to look as though you can win some it type of thing then maybe Ashley might put a bit more money into him to get a better player but I agree with Ashley you can only put in what you've what you've got you can't go and skin yourself and, and put the club in, in jeopardy and and then it gets relegated and then and then it, people go 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 crazy with him, go crazy with him even more so I'm pleased for Newcastle and, and let's hope that uh, they have a, a good end to, to season and of course, could have been one of your former clubs because you, yeah, you'd already, that down, yeah. Yeah, you'd already given your word to Sheffield United that you were going to yeah. sign. But it's Joe Linton for um, for for Newcastle, not Richelson. Richelson, yeah, that's it. Everton, for, sorry, Everton, yeah. Everton that's but right, he, yeah. he looks a player yeah. as well. And my magic magic moment was that little lad with prosthetic legs and uh, got oh. the Harry Kane kick, kicking the ball with the Tottenham players. You don't get many Brilliant. moments that are better than that in football because no. that's what football's all about. I mean, it's got to be horrible for kids, yeah. you know. But even when they become adults, you see, I wish it's even worse for them with kids because it doesn't seem to bother them. But when you get older, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot more stressful that you can't do lots of things. But but, but those synthetic legs are, are helping people to get about now, aren't they? So, uh, but it was it was good. Uh, it keeps popping up on my up on my wall and. Uh, it's great to see his little face smile and and the Premier League players in you know uh, playing a little bit of football with him. Coming on now, TC, to our five of the best, five of the best British goalkeepers of the seventies. What do you got for me? Right, we're gonna have Shilton. Yeah, go on. Pat Jennings. Yeah, go on. Ray Clemens. Yep, go on. Uh, the, the other one, uh, Neville Southall, is ah, my 80s. is my is my yeah, but Nev was the eighties. I looked I looked up Nev and he, he started playing for Berry, I think, in nineteen eighty. Did he? Yeah. Right. We're just doing the seventies. Seventies, yeah. Right. Uh, Banks. Yep. Because he played in the seventies. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I played with a, another goalkeeper. Well, 
I was going to put in there and Peter Wells, but he played in eighty. So I'm going to put in there Joe Corrigan. Yeah, great goalkeeper as well. Yeah, and I'll throw you another one in. What were a good goalkeeper? But never played for England. Won uh, trophies up at Everton. Gordon West, yep. great goalkeeper he yep. was. Well, my five, my five were four of yours plus Peter Benetti. Peter Benetti. In, yes. Instead of Corrigan, I went for yeah. Peter Benetti, then Clem, uh, Shelton, uh, Pat Jennings, and the greatest of them all, the Banks of England. Yeah. You see, the thing is with goalkeepers, that is the only position yep. that I would make sure it'd have to be good. Make no mistake on that, it's got to be good. Mm. But that's what I'd yeah. want. Uh, who was a big lad? When I say big lad, a tall lad. Yeah. Can he make? He can make. He can make the goal look small for the uh, striker coming in onto him. You know, anywhere else on the football field, I'm not bothered if the six foot. If they like Peter Crouch, as long as they can play. Yeah. As long as they can play, I'm not bothered on what size they are, small, medium, or tall. But the goalkeeper, you know, uh, I told you. I've always told you. If if I went into a football club, my first priority would look at the goalkeeper. Because he's the one what's going to give the team the biggest confidence. Shilton did it at Forest. Yeah. Southall did it at Everton. Banks did it at uh, Leicester and and uh, Stoke City in England. Clements did it at uh, Liverpool. You know, Peter Benetti was a great shot stopper, but he was a tiny goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a tiny, not tiny, not yeah. tiny, but he was small as a, as, yeah. as, as a goalkeeper. But great goalkeeper, great goalkeeper. Back to some some fantastic some fantastic goalkeepers there when you think about it, didn't they? Oh, absolutely! You know? and, and Pat Jennings, his hands they were mm. like they were like a pair of shovels, weren't they? Pat Jennings, they never had goalkeepers' gloves in them days as well. When you look at him and players like George Best, you know, to be not playing on a world stage. I mean, I think I mean when I say not playing on a world stage. Yeah. To be play, and I don't want any Irish people to to have a go at me because I understand it's it's great to play for your country mm-hmm. and it's an honour to play for your country, but even the Irish people have got to look at it. When you got two players like that, you know, if they'd have been playing, forget I'm not going to do it with England because people say you know so and so, but you just imagine them play for Brazil, yeah, or in Argentina, and it could would have been, been oh, would have been ranting and raving about them for years on end, wouldn't we? Absolutely, you know, so. It was a pity for him, but a uh, great goalkeeper, Pat uh, Jennings. And back to um, one of your former teammates, Charlie George at the South Bank Bar in Nottingham on the 20th of February. £15 a ticket, £35 with something to eat. And you can get your tickets at gigantic.com or all the W's, southbankcity.co.uk. That's going to be a great evening, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the guy who, put, who puts that on is uh, Andy Aslam. Yes, you know, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. It does a lot of great work uh, for charities. It does a lot of great work for um, Nottingham Forest. It does a lot of work for everyone. Does, 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 and it is such a nice guy. You know, I think that's one. That's one I'm going to go down to because I haven't seen Charlie for a few years. Uh, and what one of my, he was the best player I've ever played with. Charlie, ever played with. So, how do you know Andy? What's the connection there? Is it when you played at Forest? Forest, yeah. yeah. You know, I get a lot of Forest fans uh, all were disappointed when I left. Yeah, there were, all, there were a lot of them disappointed when I got injured. When I got injured, because uh, me and Robbo were ripping teams apart. But I've got, you know, 
there's an executive box uh, named after me down there. Oh, I mean, really? I ain't got that. I ain't got that at Sheffield Wednesday, you know. So, and I only play. I played there for three years, and then I missed a big part of it through through a, through a bad injury, an eagle ligament injury. So I've, I've still well respected there with the fans. So, uh, and I know Andy through uh, through these deals and going to Nottingham and, and things like that. So, but it's such a lovely band, and he does lots of things for for charity. What people don't know about. So he's a great great kid to, to put things on for and he does a lot of things for, for the football club as well as, and I keep repeating but charities as well as and also while we're talking on the 20th of, uh, of February let's give a good shout out to uh, the greatest striker that England have ever seen I know Aguero has been the top foreign goal scorer in the Premier League Alan Shearer scored 260 Premier League goals in his top but Shearer, yeah, but Shearer also scored about 20 goals when it was the first division so Shearer hasn't just got 260, Shearer's got about 288 top oh, so, flight so they goals they, they haven't added those uh, no. 20 uh, right. no, no, I, no, didn't, no, I no. didn't know that no, no. So, so really he's scored 280 goals yeah because I was talking to Matt Letizia and we were on about this and, and, and he says, yeah, but you've got to take into consideration when I played with Al at Southampton, we were in the first division. It wasn't all Premier League, so they haven't included Shearer's Premier League goal. So it's just under 300. But the greatest of them all, uh, James Peter Greaves, born on the 20th of February and he's 80 this year and there is a BT documentary coming out on that night as well so keep your eyes peeled and that is also what a a player he was Jimmy Greaves so composed on the ball so composed yeah you know to go around the goalkeeper you know I mean, yeah. I'm not going to bore myself up. I found it so easy to go around. Well, I, did, I used to walk around the goalkeeper just to take the Michael out of him. <laughs> but I, I used to watch Jimmy Greaves do it and you used to think, how cool is he doing that? And it looks fantastic. You know, he said, any goal looks fantastic. Oh, but, and we've all got different in, uh, different opinions on goals, but I used to love to watch Best and all these players, Messi's and the Jimmy Greaves and Maradona go around the goalkeeper. You know, yeah. I think it looks fantastic. But every goal looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. What I'm trying to say is, it's my opinion. That's what I like to see. 357 top flight goals. <laughs> it's incredible. He was the first one to one, first to 200. Scored in his debut for every team he ever played for. Jimmy Graves, an absolute legend and a genius. And how many more would he have got if he only got kicked up at air? Because don't think, I don't oh, respect the sheer yeah. in them, and they got fouled. Yeah. But Jimmy Greaves and all them in those days, yeah. they, well, they got brutally kicked. Yeah. Brutally kicked. And your favourite foreign player? I know that we were talking earlier um, about Aguero, and, and he's now the top foreign goal scorer and has scored more Premier League hat-tricks but I never buy this he scored 12 hat-tricks in the Premier League in his top because football didn't start in 1992 so I don't no. buy any of that there's players that have scored I'm sure Jimmy Greaves scored more than 12 hat-tricks no, but, 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 but you're right you're not wrong but what they, don't forget what they are saying since the Premier League yeah and I, what I say you is know. when football started it didn't yeah. start in 1992 no, exactly exactly but, but uh, all of them whoever scored I mean Jimmy Green's to score all them goals it's incredible it's just incredible at any level of football to do that is phenomenal so I am going to re I'm going to revisit that question that I just gave you 
who's the greatest foreign player that you've ever seen play in this country? Forget just Premier League. It's about a player playing in the top flight because football did start before 1992. Well, uh, I would say you look at Ullit, but he, he, when he came to England, he weren't at his peak best, yeah. was he? No. Um, Zola were absolutely a little machine. Yeah. But again, even though he had he had those great two to three seasons at Chelsea, I'm going to have to go with Henri. Me, I'm going to have to go with Henri because he did it consistently uh, with Arsenal and the one barring the uh, Champions League, they've won everything in in this country. Uh, Arsenal's leading goal scorer at. Uh, it still is Arsenal's leading goal scorer, isn't it? Thierry Henry, yes. Henry, yeah. yeah. You know, um, his record. but to, 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 to perform like he did. And and then that was a masterstroke by uh, Wenger because he was a winger and he, he allowed him to play up through the middle. And then later on in his in his years, he, he seemed to play more left to come inside. But uh, I, would say, I would say Henry, in a sense, that... Um, is proven over time, but no doubt there'll be someone else come and beat him. Who's yours? I, I, well, the foreign players really started coming in after the 1978 World Cup finals, didn't they? And I was a big fan of Osvaldo. Don't tell me, I was say, don't tell me that, uh, Tarantino, what was his name at Birmingham? <laughs> oh, he was a bit of a disaster, if I'm honest, at Birmingham. But Birmingham... But just, I know I've interrupted game. you again, but yeah, I can remember because I was playing at Derby. I'm sure I was at Derby County then, was I? Anyway, yeah. I was somewhere I went at a football club and I remember it coming back uh, when he signed him, Jim Smith. God bless Jim's soul. Uh, yes. He just died not long ago. And, and he said to him, this is the ball in broken English. And what we want you to do is put it in the back of the net. And he turned around and said, well, I know. It's your, those other players you want to uh, teach how to do it. And we, we obviously we couldn't stop laughing about it. But uh, go on, who's your favourite player? That was player. T- typical of Birmingham City in them days. I've got an idea. Alan Buckley was playing up front in, in those days because it, it was around about the time that we were thinking about selling Trevor. And there was a lot of things that were going on at Birmingham. But... Uh, Osvaldo Ardiles, I was a big fan of Ozzy. I thought that he was a fantastic player. I, I love Muren coming over and Frank Yeah, Spicer. good player. Both of them, both yeah, them exactly. two are great yeah, players. Playing at Ipswich. I, I also, yeah, all it was, but I don't think he had the same influence at, at Chelsea as, as what he did at his former clubs. By the way, I'm forgiving of all about uh, Ronaldo. Oh, exactly, yeah. I'm forgetting all about Ronaldo yeah. <laughs> playing at Man United. So, Henri, I, uh, I apologise. I've got to change my mind. And sorry to everyone out there. I forgot about Ronaldo playing at Man United. So it has to be Ronaldo. It just has to be Cristiano. And and, and uh, a very good second, uh, Henri. But now I think about it, it has to be Cristiano. And I, I love Zola as well. Because um, Zola, when he went to Napoli, he, he was Maradona's oh, replacement. Yeah. And I think Zola was an absolute magician, as was Thierry Henry, as mm. is um, Aguero. And as are so many of these foreign players, players. Eric Cantona, another oh, one. Yeah, another one. Top draw. But my, my, my favourite, I've got to say, my, my favourite is, uh, is Dennis the Menace, Mr. Bergkamp. Oh, great player. I forgot all about him, to be honest. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Bergkamp. 
Well, when you when you think about it, you know, uh, there's even many, there'll be plenty more that we we, we oh. forgot about, you know. But yeah. uh, Dennis Bergkamp, another another classic, you know, some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant footballers, you know, fantastic. I mean, what a Bruce Riot. I mean, he didn't have a good time at uh, Arsenal manager, but what a fantastic signing. Yeah. That was, uh, now I'm, I'm saying Bruce Riot because Bruce Riot was the Arsenal manager when uh, when he signed for Arsenal. But the guy, who was the guy? The dark curly hair, what was his name now? He's come to me. He was doing all the uh, buying and selling of players. Can't yeah, you're, um, you're talking about David Dean, aren't you? David Dean, yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, but Riot was the. Uh, it might have been David Dean what uh, brought him over, mm. but obviously uh, in those days uh, he'd have had to uh, get get Riot to uh, want him to, to 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 play at Arsenal. So, but whoever brought him was a great great investment, and what a play he turned out to be. Um, I mean, the two goals he scored, one at Newcastle and one at Leicester. Yeah. And by the way, I say that. He scored absolutely at one. I think it was in. Well, it was for Holland in Argentina. For yeah, against Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Three absolutely goal, sublime goals. But he scored that many. But I mean, the one up against was it? Was it Newcastle? Sunderland when he, he flicked it over Newcastle. behind him. Newcastle. You know, absolutely. It went right. round the other way. Uh, listen, by the way, I think he did it with Sunderland, but I'm sure he did it another one at Sunderland. He, he, po- Roker Park. he possibly did, but the one I think that you're thinking about is against Newcastle. Yes, I am. I am. I'm thinking that him. one. But yes, I am thinking you're right, hundred yeah. percent. And the Leicester one was another great one. Yeah. But he did a similar one. Put Roker Park. This was outside the box. Yeah. I'm gonna have a look when I put this down. I'm gonna have a look at that. Dennis well, Bergkamp scoring against Sunderland. But what I, loved, what I loved about Dennis, he almost just rolled the ankle on the ball, didn't he? Yeah. He was yeah. just phenomenal. And I remember going to uh, to Highbury, Birmingham City had drawn him in the cup. I think it was about 1993. So I had the afternoon off work. I wanted to go and watch Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp. By the time, well, we got there and uh, it was about the first time that Arsene Wenger played all his reserves and uh, and I didn't get to see Dennis up uh, close, live and personal, which I was gutted about. Brilliant. He was brilliant, but we've had some great footballers. We have had some fantastic footballers. Random question. Go what, on. What was your first car? My first car? Yeah, your first car. Well, I tell you, yeah. I'm going to tell you a funny little story about this. Yeah. I, I hadn't passed my test. Okay. And I bought I, I, I bought this car, paid two hundred pound for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I drove it home from Doncaster to uh, to Kinsley. Yeah. Right. And then uh, my mate phones me up. He just passed his test, and he said to me, uh, "I'm going to Gillingham on Saturday." Oh no, I've left the car at home, and then I got to headlines were in paper uh, coming to make make his debut at Gillingham and he phoned me up he said can I borrow the car and I told him it was at my dad's house it was a Morris 1100 yeah right and um, he borrowed it drove down to Gillingham in it didn't put any oil in the in the car right it seized the engine up we got beat 5-0-5-1 Steve Bruce played that day for Gillingham right okay right Uh by the way, I give him a bit of a chasing. Um, 
So when I went out, he said to me, how are you? I said, all right, considering we just got beat 5 0. He said, well, don't come I've got some more bad news for you. I said, what's that? He said, I've seized the engine upon car. I said, you're joking, aren't you? But it, it, was, only a, it was only a 200 pound car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you had a great weekend. Brilliant. All the way Listen, when you make your debut, if I if I if I'd have only made my debut in football, because yeah. as a kid you just want to be a footballer. Yeah. And once I'd done that, I thought, well, I've done everything I need to do in football. What I, what I mean by that is when you're coming from a, a little council estate and a mining village to to play professional football, that's how I thought about it. I always wanted to go play at the highest level. Don't get me wrong, but once I did that, I thought, brilliant. Now you know I've achieved what I set out to do. Also, as well, while we're talking random things, going back to Manchester City against Aston Villa, they they won 6-1 and they had a little bit of a party. They invited 15 models and influencers to a hotel in Manchester. What was the greatest incentive you had to win a game? And would you have liked to have been at that party? <laughs> no, I'd have, got, I'd have got myself in trouble. <laughs> we, the only thing... We never had little. Th- we never had things like that because yeah. obviously uh, it was a bit more sterner in in our days. What we would do, we'd sneak off out. If lads were sneaking off out for a drink, I'd be sneaking off out, birding it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we didn't have anything like that. Um, what was it? I think I had once had. Uh, well, Malcolm Allison, if you remember, got the. Uh, uh, Play uh, Girl magazine. Uh, he had a shower. Yeah, not a shower. He's in a bath. That's right. Yeah. When he was at Manchester City or yeah. Palace. If you, I think I had uh, a couple of girls sat in a bath when I was selling. Well, not when I was selling. I was uh, advertising for some kitchen bathroom uh, uh, company, and uh, a couple of uh, models on Huddersfield Town. Uh, but they were selling. Obviously. Uh, the company was selling whatever it wanted. Wanted a couple of models with me, yeah. me on it, but we never had any anything like that. But make no mis- mistake, Guardiola will have kept his eyes on those those uh, boys taking those fifteen girls back to to Manchester. Don't worry about that. Because back in the seventies, we did have an awful lot of that, didn't we? The famously, there was a picture with um, I Alan Hudson. I yeah. think that was maybe early seventies. Yeah. And 60s. I mean, there was one with uh, Udi, yeah. and there was one Arsenal. with, uh, who was the other one? Uh, Osgood. Osgood with... Os. Um, Racco Welsh. Racco Welsh. Yeah. You know, uh, he fancied uh, Aussie like mad, according to form, you know. According yes, to Stan Bol- <laughs> According to uh, Stanley Bowles did, did, did it. I think it was early 70s. Late sixties, early seventies, and then you know it 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 uh, it started to get a li- little bit more professional. Like now, he's got even more professional. Where you know they didn't want you smoking, they didn't want you drinking, but even obviously players still went out drinking. Or they thought that the managers didn't know, but uh, the fans would uh, send letters into the club. Uh, Robbo used to go and have a sick in the toilet, but Cluffy would turn around and say, "Where's that little fat bugger? Is he going in for a fag in the?" <laughs> Toilet, so they did know what was going on, uh, but it was it was a lot more stern now in my day than 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 it uh, than it is today. In a sense that they do give them a little little bit of a leeway as long as they're not doing all too bad. And one of the greatest footballers was a chain smoker, wasn't he, Johan Cruyff? Oh. <laughs> when you look at it, I put a post the other day. Bobby Charlton, yeah, sat there smoking, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, 
But in those days, a lot of them did smoke, didn't they? And yeah, yeah. No, no, was that? Mm. And then I, I can remember when, when, when I said, "For don't," the first thing they asked me, "Do I smoke?" Yeah. I said no. You know. Um, Do you want to pack? But but, <laughs> but but now, <laughs> but uh, there be still players smoke, you know. Oh, of course there is. Yeah. I mean, there were some there were some players what um, what didn't smoke, but when we went out for a, a meal, yeah. They'd have a sing after have a meal, and then that would be it. Yeah, they didn't buy them. Maybe the girlfriend would have a, have a pack, so they'd have one after a meal. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah, but I've never, I've never even tried one, me. Never no, even tried a cigarette. Yeah, I must admit, I've had a crafty cigarette, um, but I didn't like the taste of it, so I, I stopped. And then I was going out with a girl in the mid 90s, and, and she smoked, and I started, but she pretty much just took the cigarette, ripped it up, and says, You ain't starting that. So, yeah. Uh, on think... a Monday on a Monday morning, yeah. we used to have assembly. Yeah. And there'd be 1,200 quids in that, uh, 1,200 quids, 1,200 kids in that assembly, between 1,000 and 1,200 kids in that assembly. Yeah. And I remember getting cane, right, for, for for smoking, right? I never smoked. And in my day, I used to go behind shed with lads. Yeah. Right? And they used the cigs in, in those days, they didn't have tips on, did they? You know what I mean? Park drives. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, woodbine. Yeah, so mm. woodbine, senior service, whatever. Yeah. All that. <laughs> anyway, the, the teachers would come and try and catch them smoking, right? And they'd, they'd get hold of me and say, right, let's have a look at your hands. No nicotine on my hands, right? Off you go, Curran. Anyway, this this had gone on for about two, two, two or three months, and they couldn't find that. They couldn't find the cigs on the on, on the kids, but I got them in my blazer, my school blazer, in my pocket. But the first thing they used to do was check your hands, and if you, you know, yeah. And then they smell it on you, and then go on. And then one day uh, they said, right, and they searched me, uh, and they found these cigs in my pocket. They knew I didn't smoke, yeah. But because I said they were mine, I got the cane for it. You know, so but that was the last time I I saved them for lads. I said, from now on, put your cigs in your own pocket. It taught me a lesson that. <laughs> Behind the lens is another feature that we do on the podcast, and uh, because it's FA Cup uh, replay week, and currently Manchester United are playing Wolves. Seven minutes thirty-four seconds gone, and Jimenez has just gone close for Wolverhampton Wanderers to just to say, you know, to put a, a date and a time on this podcast. Kevin Keegan and you, great picture. You were ten minutes away from knocking Liverpool out of the FA Cup, wasn't you, in nineteen seventy-four? Yeah. Well, Brendan O'Callaghan, we, we were in digs together, big Brend. Uh, yeah. He went on to play for Stoke City, did Brendan. Uh, and uh, he broke into the team just before me and he played up at Liverpool and I was on the subs bench um, and we were winning 2-1 we were winning 2-1 with about 10 minutes to go I, I think, I'm sure you were Kitch what to hit the crossbar right to make it 3-1 uh, and he shot at the bar did he go out for a corner whatever whatever happened uh, and then Ke- Kevin Keegan equalised in the um, last few minutes to take it into a replay and I played in the replay we got beat 3-0 down at Doncaster there was a power cut on that uh, day it was a Wednesday afternoon I think it was a 3 o'clock kickoff, a 2 o'clock kickoff. so a lot of kids wagged school a lot of people didn't go to work a lot of miners didn't go to work it was a full house at Bellevue and we got beat 3-0 and they went on to win the FA Cup with Keegan scoring in that uh, 
cup final. Uh, that was a cup final, but Michael McDonald had a great run in it, scoring goals after goals. And uh, he was telling everyone that what he was going to do to Liverpool, they were going to, you know, I think it would have been one of Newcastle's, or one of, I think it would have been this major trophy since this 66, 68 first cup. Yes, 69. Uh, 69. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been the first trophy that they would have won. Uh, but New, uh, Liverpool absolutely gave them a right lesson in football and, and, and won the FA Cup. But they come very, very close to being knocked out that uh, that season. Uh, Manchester United are going to be quite close to being knocked out this season as well because Wolves have just gone one up. Have they? Who's scored? Uh, it looks like Neto. I think they named him after a shop. Have they, have they, obviously, I've come... I'm, Come in to get you out of the way, so yeah. don't get disturbed. So I'll go in and have a look at the. Have they put a strong team out Monday night? I've not looked at it I yet. I must admit, I haven't really been all my life. You want to have a look at this goal? It's a comedy of errors. You, well, you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll see it in a bit. Yeah, I'll see it in a bit. Yeah. Comedy of errors, but there you go. One was that your first taste of the FA Cup, TC? Yes, it would have been. Mm-hmm. Was it? No, 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 no. Did you now play? you've got me thinking. It must have been. It must have been because yeah. I, I played it. I can remember going to play at Shrewsbury in an FA Cup game. Uh, and I couldn't play because it, on the bus, it, it would, so it, you went through countryside to get to, to Shrewsbury. And I, I was a bad traveller. I mean, I got used to it eventually, but I was a bad traveller. So, no, I think I've got to have played. Well, Doncaster's got to be. It's either Liverpool or Oswestry, not Shrewsbury. We're Oswestry. We played Oswestry okay. in the FA Cup. Uh, but it's down near Shrewsbury way, isn't it? Yes, yes. Stoke it is, way, yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the board. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't play in it because when I got there, I, I was sick. So, I, I, in fact, I came back with one of the directors in the car because I couldn't travel on the bus. Blimey. It took me a while to, 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 to uh, not be uh, travel sick on a bus. But uh, either that was the first one, but I did play in it, so it must have been it must have been the Liverpool one. But I've never thought about it. I'll I'll look that up. Uh, goal's been disallowed, handball from Jimenez, so it's still nil nil. Oh, this is getting crazy. How many times they look at goals and disallow goals? It, it drives you. If he doesn't get, look, I, I don't want to talk about VAR. No, I really don't, I don't know, because uh, it is ruining the game. Yeah, it but is. in VAR, it's the people. The interpretation of it, isn't it? What's down at Finchley Park? What, yep. what, uh, I mean, when they're putting a, a line on and he's offside, his toes over the line or his elbow. All, always, it's always been, since I can remember, if if the fraction are offside, uh, we give the four with the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Because what do we want to see? Goals. Goals. Yep. And what are they doing? They're taking them off of. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? They're taking, they're taking them off of players. They're taking them off on the club. Uh, the fans want to see it and so it, it, it's crazy what they're doing it is absolutely crazy what they're doing drives you round the bend uh, TC on TV Everton versus Luton again I posted that up on the group the other day 5-0 I think it was your first game for uh, third game for Everton it was while you were on loan from Sheffield United we played Birmingham the first game yep. against Pat Van Den I'll give him a bit of a chasing uh, then we went to Ipswich. We beat Ipswich down at Ipswich. The first game against Birmingham, I think there was eleven and a half thousand people there. Yeah. Went to Ipswich. We beat them two-one. Coming off half-time, K 
Kevin Rackley, gets into the dressing room, Kevin Rackley, our captain, turns around and said to the players, give Terry the ball, he's ripping these apart. And then my next game back up there was Luton against 12,500 people there. We beat them 5 5-1, 5-0. 5-0. Uh, 5-0, yeah. I made, I made a goal for him. She scored a goal myself. Then we drew with West Brom away from home. Then we drew with... Tottenham, we had a drew with Tottenham. We got beat 1-0, one, one, one or the other. And then we played Notts Forest, my last game, where Cluffy tried to sign me again. I wanted me to go, go back and play at Forest. We beat them 3-1. That was my last game on loan. Um, 27,500 people there. So everywhere I went, I put bums on seats. Yeah. So, terrific time on loan. My first game back uh, was against West Brom. Bum got injured, uh, pulled a thigh muscle. I was out for seven months. They kept saying it was in my head, you know, because I could jog up and down, but I couldn't, I just couldn't uh, explode. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they found out. In fact, they fetched that new machine, new machine into Manchester where it took about 250 photographs. Right. That's when they found out that I got a. Uh, I pulled a muscle in my leg, the size of my thumb, and and they asked if they could keep it, and the size of my thumb, width of my thumb, and size of it. Blimey. Um, and they couldn't operate on me because there was a blood clot that didn't want it going up into my brain, obviously because oh, yeah. it it can kill you. Yeah. Uh, so I had it done down in um, Buckinghamshire, uh, and then. They rushed me to get back. When I said rushed me to get back, I was out for about six, seven months. And then I played so many games in a short period of time. You know, when I say games, yeah. they're arranging games. They weren't first team games, they were arranged games. Mm -hmm. And I played in the uh, I played in a game against Arsenal. Uh, and then I played in the semi-final against Southampton. And then they played me again on the, Nor uh, uh, on the Monday or the Tuesday against Norwich. I pulled my hamstring. And I missed out on the cup final. And they set off with the same team what won the FA Cup the following season. We won the league. Uh, I got back into it, played in the early rounds of the Cup Winners' Cup, played in the quarterfinals against uh, Fortuna Sittard. Uh, I, I played about 12 games that season. Yeah. But in, in my day, in our day, there was only one sub. Yeah. And I must have been eight, uh, sub for 18 games. You know, and, 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 and until it started to piss me off, and I, you know, I'm thinking the team's doing well, and you want them to do well. I, I always wanted him to do well. One thing about me, I never want him to get big so I can get back in team. Uh, but I was like one of those if it, if if I'm not playing, then sell me, I could play for somewhere else, you know. But I would, I would used to say to me, Look, you'll be part of this team, you know. It, it didn't work out that way, but it was a great move, and uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the time, and all the clubs I played for, I enjoyed. But uh, it did rush me back quickly, and uh, else I, I would have played in that cup final because he wanted me to play in the semi final, and it, I played so many games. You know, when I, you know, barring the Arsenal game, I think that was on a Monday night up at, up, up at Goodison. Um, but we play. I'd, we'd play. I'd play for for youth team in those days. Rearrange a game, reserves would rearrange a game to get to get me game time, but uh, it didn't do me any favours. Even though even though I did play the semi final, um, I, I played again on the Monday or the Tuesday against Norwich at, at uh, Carroll Road and pulled me hamstring, so I missed the final. You know, got played in two semi finals, uh, and won both. Then one was Southampton and one 
with uh, with with Everton. So uh, great great memories, and you know would have been nice to win an FA Cup, but uh, it wasn't to be. So you so you know what I'm going to say to you now. Time's gone. I know we've done. You know why I know time's gone? Because I've got a clock in the kitchen where I am, <laughs> and I've just looked up. And in fact, it's just two minutes past eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're 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 over time. But what it does mean is we now go on to our football forecast, which you are nine, sorry, eleven nine up. So you've got a, a two week uh, two week <laughs> breathing space over Gabby here. Did you enjoy that little time when you were in front? Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Right, first game, Friday night, Fulham versus Borough. Fulham being my choice, well, my prediction to win the championship. Uh, yours being Leeds, we're going to get on to Leeds a little bit later. But Fulham, Borough, how do you see that game going? Fulham, 1-0. Fulham, 1-0. Yeah, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go 2-1. To, Fulham. to Fulham, yeah, I think Fulham. Although Borough on a decent run at the moment, they are. They Woodgate are. They, they, really they play quite well. Yeah, he's turned them round. Um, Brighton versus Aston Villa. How do you see that game going, TC? One apiece. Right. Okay. I'm going for one apiece. That'll please Tom. I'm going to go for a two-one Aston Villa win. Um, I just think there's something about Villa, although you you, you watch them and I... And I, I don't I think they'll go down. Them. I really don't think they'll go down. No, I, think I really don't. They definitely need some forwards in there and they need them desperately because they don't look as though they've got many goals in there. But as long as they've got Jack in there, I think the that one, anything can happen. They want the full squad out. Yeah. Teams like them need to have the full squad out and they've had, they've had injuries, haven't they? Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. But they're getting one or two back now, so that's, that's a good that's a plus for them. So West Ham versus one of your old clubs, Everton. How do you how do you see that one going? I'm going to go for uh, an Everton win, two-one. I'm going to go for a one-one draw here. So you're going to go Everton away, and I'm going to go one-one. So one of us is either going to go twelve-nine uh, or eleven-ten. QPR versus your tip for the championship, Leeds United. Leeds on a bit of a wobble. I'm going to go for a lease to beat them. I think uh, they could have been three up against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but we came back to beat them. Uh, it was a terrific result for us. I didn't think they played, I didn't think they played bad at all, Leeds. So uh, the, they'll, get back on the, they'll get back on the winning uh, track this week. I think they'll beat, well, they'll, they'll beat QPR for me. That was a bad result for QPR on, on Saturday. What score? Uh, 2-0 Leeds. Yeah, I've put 2-0 to be fair as well to Leeds. Your team, Sheffield Wednesday versus Blackburn. So it's White Rose versus Red Rose, isn't it? Well, we always beat them when I were playing. So I'm going to go for 2-0 uh, Wednesday. Yep, I'm going to go... You're going to go 2-0. I'm going to go 1-0 for Wednesday because I think Wednesday... Um, still in the playoff places, aren't you? Yes, we're still up there. That was a big result. I mean, the Cardiff game, what was the Cardiff in the QPR game, was it? Uh, what cost us dearly at Christmas time? But uh, that, that was a big result to keep us in there or to, get, to put us back into it, you know, into playoffs. So, uh, but he's, 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 he's done quite well, uh, Gary Monk. And I'm, I'm glad they got him than the ones what they were touting about for, for, for Sheffield Wednesday. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Gary Monk being a former manager of Birmingham City. I think that Birmingham, I don't believe anything that comes out of football clubs because football clubs lie and fans want to believe what they read that comes out yeah. of football clubs. But he's done a decent job at Birmingham. He's doing a decent job at Sheffield Wednesday. I think Gary Monk could just take you into the Premier League via the playoffs. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, it puts us on a, on, on a good footing. Then, you know, get, us a bit, get, get a bit more money behind us. I mean, we're capable of staying in that mm-hmm. in that league because it's a big club and it will uh, entice good players to the football club. And I think the chairman would find a bit, to, or the owner would find a bit more money to, to get the right player for them to stay in there. And I also hope that they don't give you this points deduction because I'm not a believer of... I try not to think about it, but... But I I don't think they should during the season. I think it should be at the beginning of the season. And if you haven't finished your investigations by the time the the season's kicked off, then I'm sorry, I think that you have to roll it over to the season after. Well, the people should be punished the people what's done wrong. Exactly. Not the football club. Yeah. What has the football club? All the football club has got a name. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You know, but who am I? You know, it's it baffles me how they get away with it, some people. And finally, Forest, one of your other former clubs, versus Luton Town. I think I'm guessing you could well, go for Forest. Yeah, well, poor old Luton are in, are in dire, dire straits. So it could only be a, a Forest win that for me. 3 0. Yeah, I've gone 4 0. What's your take on Luton's manager? Well, I, I'm not one of these what wants managers to get sacked. Mm. I'm, I am not one of them. I mean, when when you when you hear um, when you hear these pundits on TV, they say all oh, this the team's disjointed. What yeah. they're saying that the manager's not good enough, or the manager needs to be placed. And mm. uh, listening to him talk, it doesn't seem uh, there is going to be a big a big successful manager. I think he's going to struggle listening to him talk, how mm-hmm. he talks about the game yeah. and what he what he does. You've got to be a leader and you've got to be a leader of men. Footballers need to be led and they need to believe in the manager uh, can win games and can win trophies. And I don't think he's that, he's that type of manager without being rude to him. I just, what I hear him talk, if I'm honest, I don't think he's, he's, he's going to be a, a, a top manager at all. I think he'll fade away Uh he will finish up getting fired at uh, Luton. I won't be surprised if Luton doesn't take the kid back who they had who, yeah. who went to Stoke. Yeah, I won't be surprised at that. But no, I don't think he, he, he's going to be successful in management. He might be a good coach, but I don't think he's going to be a manager. I think he loves three people: me, myself, and I. Well, I, I don't like talking about people, but no. when you hear him, that's what I was trying to yeah. say without saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. It's, it, 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 just a look at him yeah. and I just think it yeah. is all about you, mate. It, in about your players and the players must look at that and, and I just say, I don't think it'll be a success. Is a similar platform to Phil Brown without a town. Yep. Yeah, in the same area. That's what I will say. Right, TC, that is the end of the podcast, the 27th podcast that we've done together. Unbelievable. You can't believe that, can you? No, I know. But you get to pick the music again this week because you are leading 11-9. So what track have you got for us this week? The track I'm going to pick out this week is, um, what the caller, the girl, Paloma Faith. Okay, blow my okay, yeah, blow my face.
I said, they put one for you, innit? Yeah, I thought he was going to have Paul Carrick again. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, only love can hurt. Only love can hurt. Brilliant. Can't Brilliant. I like, yeah, I like that one. So. Right. We are going to play out now with Only Love Can Hurt by Paloma Faith. TC, thanks again for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week with, with you and yours. And I'm, I'm guessing that the young man is still injured with the, the, the hammy. The, yeah, it's been, it, it may be training back on on on, on uh, Thursday. Bit sounds of it. So all the so. best to uh, to Jock in his rehabilitation and getting back on that football field ASAP. Until next great. time. Uh, yeah, have a great weekend, you and your family. So our teams have a have a good weekend. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham. Uh, thanks everyone. Uh, what's going to listen to this? And hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks, TC. Tomorrow. Cheers, Gabby. Bye. If you don't mean nothing And what we got Got no hold on me But when you're not there I just crumble I tell myself I don't care that much But I feel like I die Till I feel your touch Only Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.